touchdown, Wisconsin. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Rhino Albert Show, brought to you by Wisconsin Sports Heroics. Check them out on Facebook, Wisconsin Sports Heroics, and on Twitter, at WiscoHeroics1 for all of your up-to-date analysis, breaking news, and anything and everything related to Wisconsin sports. I am your host, Rhino Alberts, and we are back. We are on another adventure. I brought the podcast back, and I brought friends with me. Uh, Very proud to say that I am partnering with Wisconsin Sports Heroics for podcast content and written content. Very excited about that. And I will be offering a weekly podcast once again, breaking down Wisconsin sports, the pretty much the biggest biggest news stories of the week, uh, Packers, Badgers, Bucks, Brewers, what have you. And today's show, we're going to be focusing on the Packers. I'm going to give my confidence level in this team where I think they are and where they could potentially go. We're going to do a brief recap of the Week 13 victory against the Eagles, and I will give a brief preview of what we can expect week 14 at the Lions. So let's dive right in, shall we? One of the more painful realizations we've had to make as fans in the state of Wisconsin is the fact that heartbreak and Wisconsin sports have really become synonymous with one another. Whether it be the Bucks, the Badgers, the Packers, the Brewers, each one of these organizations has produced a team or two that have been capable of winning a championship in their sport, only to fall flat on their face when it mattered most. And when you see it happen repeatedly, when you see it happen multiple times in the course of six, seven, eight, nine years, you really, I don't want to say bitter, but you really start to become skeptical of your favorite team whenever they show signs of greatness. And it's, it's completely understandable. It's, it's like that ex who keeps texting you at, at three in the morning saying, hey, I can change. I promise I can be better. And after the second or third time, you're finally like, all right, I don't believe you anymore. Uh, I don't want anything to do with you. And now I'm not saying fans are saying they don't want anything to do with the Packers, but you know when you see a team reach the championship game of their respective sport multiple times only to get blown out or lose in heartbreaking fashion the way the Packers did in 2014 to the Seahawks, you tend to get a bit skeptical. And that's completely understandable. That's why when I see Packers fans on Twitter and on Facebook or friends and family or coworkers, what have you, be skeptical about this team, it's completely understandable. I'm here today to explain to you why your confidence level should probably be a little bit higher than it currently is, unless you're one of the few fans that I've seen at least saying that this is a Super Bowl championship team, no doubt today. I do think there are reasons to be very confident in this team and what they are capable of doing going forward. Uh, If I had to gauge my confidence level on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being absolutely not, this team will not do anything in the playoffs, 10 being surefire, Super Bowl champion, I'm going to give this team an 8, and what I mean by 8 is they will, not should, will play in the NFC Championship game. I'm not going to say whether they will win or lose that game. That'll be for another show, potentially a playoff preview show, but I believe this team will play in the NFC Championship game as they sit right now. They are the number two seed in the NFC, and the only way that the entire path to the Super Bowl does not go through Green Bay is if they play the NFC Championship game in New Orleans. We have already seen Green Bay go down there once this year and beat them, but I believe they will play in the NFC Championship game. Now, there are a couple of reasons why my confidence is a lot higher in this team than a lot of the people that I've seen. Uh, 
I guess the main reason, the number one reason, not to sound cliche, not to give the obvious reason, but that's Aaron Rodgers. Now, statistically speaking, he is having what I think is his best year of his entire career. A lot of you say, well, 2011 is his best year. I mean, yeah, you can make that argument. Statistically, they're about identical. But that 2011 year, he had a much better arsenal overall. I mean, you're talking about Randall Cobb, Jordy Nelson, Greg Jennings, Jermichael Finley, Donald Driver. You know, this year he has Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams, which are two of the top five in their respective positions, yes. But I think overall the offense in 2011 was better, and he is still matching his output from that year. Uh, if you look at some of the raw numbers, he's he's first in the league in passer rating, touchdown passes. Uh, he's the number one overall graded quarterback by Pro Football Focus. He truly is playing at a level that we have not seen from him in damn near a decade. So when you have your quarterback performing at a top-tier level, that alone is enough to instill confidence in anybody. You live and die by your quarterback in the NFL in today's age. You're not going to see any more of the 2000 Ravens or the 2002 Buccaneers where they win with a mediocre quarterback. You're not going to see that in today's NFL. So when you have a quarterback producing at the level Aaron Rodgers is, that's enough to instill confidence in a lot of people. But the other thing with Rodgers in particular, the X factor, the intangible aspect that he is having on this team right now on my confidence level is his attitude, is his overall disposition on the football field, on the sidelines, in interviews, post-game press conferences, everything. His attitude is exponentially better than it arguably ever has been. I mean, he he had a great attitude in 2011 until they lost, of course, but then you know, it, it really took a dive off the deep end in 2015 with the negative body language towards wide receivers. Obviously, his relationship with Mike McCarthy was deteriorating. There were times where, whether it was a bad pass, a dropped pass, a bad route, what have you, he was yelling at, at guys on the sidelines. He was yelling at guys on the field. And, you know, that obviously that is that is being a competitor. There's, you know, there's been times where Tom Brady has done that. There's been times where other great quarterbacks have done that. However, you see a much better disposition out of Rodgers right now on the field, on the sidelines. He's happier. He's brighter. You don't see that negative body language out of him. And I really think that you can attribute not all, but a lot of his success this year to his attitude. And I also think a lot of that is attributed to his relationship with Matt LaFleur. You see how you see how much they have bonded since Matt LaFleur became head coach. You see the rapport they have built with one another. You know, you see him on the sidelines laughing, joking, hugging, high-fiving. That was one thing you didn't see a whole lot, if at all, out of Rodgers and McCarthy in his final three years in Green Bay. So I think that the rapport that Rodgers and LaFleur have built with one another, I think how well Rodgers has taken to the new offense and how successful he has been, I think a lot of that has gone into him being more mature, a better teammate, a better leader, and just overall happier. And I think his attitude right now is a cause for concern for other teams. If I'm a scout, if I'm a, a opposing defensive coordinator, I'm not just looking at how well he's playing. I'm looking at how happy he is on the field and on the sideline. I mean, Rodgers is making it look easy right now. You don't see Rodgers running for his life. You don't see him trying to find the last wide open receiver on the field holding onto the ball for six, seven seconds and then throwing it out of bounds. He's, he's bouncing around in the pocket. He's moving his toes. He's finding one or two open guys, and boom, getting rid of the ball. He's moving the ball with ease, and he's happy. 
Those things would scare the life out of me if I was on another team. Those, I think those two reasons alone are enough to be incredibly confident in where this team will go and how successful they will be this season. I would like to give it a little bit more time before I give my entire playoff preview, but like I said before, this team will play in the NFC Championship game, and I believe, I would like to think they, they might go a little bit farther than that, but we'll get into that in another time. Let's jump into this Eagles-Packers game from Week 13. We'll jump into this 30-16 to contest against the Philadelphia Eagles from Sunday. A lot of pros, a couple of cons in this game. A couple of the pros being Aaron Rodgers' performance, obviously another great game for him, getting his 400-touchdown pass to Devontae Adams. Um, another one of the pros and something that I am very excited about is Aaron Jones starting to heat up. He has, a, he has had a good game past couple of games, and if he can get hot – Going into the postseason, that is something to be very excited about. Um, we did see that with Tennessee last year, riding the wave of a great running back going into the postseason, how big of a factor he could really be. So if Aaron Jones can really take off over these next three, four games, that would be huge for this offense. A couple of the cons, um, obviously the the late game heroics by the Eagles special teams and Jalen Hurts. Um, this was a three-point contest going into the fourth quarter, and then the Eagles decided to switch to Jalen Hurts. He had the the fourth and 18 touchdown pass. I believe it was a 31 or 32-yard pass. And then, of course, the 70, I believe 72-yard punt return by the Eagles made it a quotation fingers close game. I don't think it was as close as the score would have indicated had it ended 23-16. to um, I do believe that drive by Jalen that ended in that touchdown pass you know, I don't want to. I don't want to say that was bad defense. I think. I think you saw a spark in the offense, a little bit of boost in confidence, getting rid of Carson Wentz. Wentz, excuse me for Jalen Hurts. I'm not going to say Carson Wentz is. How am I going to phrase this? I don't. I don't want to blame Carson Wentz entirely. Yes, he is having a very, very bad year. The Eagles have not really done a whole lot to help him. They have not given him the personnel that he needs. They have dealt with some injuries. But he is also playing poorly, so a lot of the blame goes to him, but not all of the blame. But one thing that you do see when you see a team either fire a coach or bench a quarterback like they did in this particular scenario, you see a little bit of boost in performance, a little bit of boost in confidence. So even with that Jalen touchdown pass on 4th and 18, the defense played a pretty good game. They did well against the run. They, they performed phenomenally against the pass. They're starting to make their ways make their way up the ranks towards being a top ten passing defense in the league, and I I really like that. The only sore spot that I have from this game is the punt return for a touchdown. I mean, they really really have to get better on special teams. This is what the second or third punt return for a touchdown this season that they've allowed. J.K. Scott has really taken a couple steps back from what he was when he was first drafted. I I can't believe how horrible he is at tackling. I mean, what's what's the point of putting him in pads? He didn't even touch the punt returner for the, the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, he got ran out of his shoes. But nevertheless, the defense did play very well in this game, something that they have done, I'd say, four out of the last five games, really, uh, outside of the the punt returns. They're, they're keeping opponents to low scores. I mean, they played three-point game against the Eagles up until Jalen Hurts came in the game. Uh, I believe they played... Three-point game against the Bear, ten-point game against the Bears up until the the fourth quarter when that game was really out of hands and that one didn't matter any anymore. Um, 
they played well against the run in this game. I believe Miles Sanders was averaging something around the the six yard per carry mark over his last four games coming into into this game. They held him to three yards per carry. And another thing is they got after the quarterback seven sacks in this game. Now I understand it's the Eagles' offensive line; they're not very good. One thing that I am huge on in football, the last five games being the most important games of the season. The obvious reasons are standings, clinching playoff spots, etc. I think the last five games are crucial in terms of confidence level going into the playoffs. I mean, if you lose three out of your final five, but you still somehow make the playoffs, you're not going to have a very high confidence level. Uh, The other end of that spectrum, last year, Derrick Henry, where he ran for something like 800 yards in his final five games... That carried into the playoffs. You saw that against the Patriots. You saw that against the Ravens. I mean, he ran he ran for a country mile in the playoffs last year. So if guys like Aaron Jones and Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith can really kick their, their production up over the last three, four games, that's going to do a lot for their confidence going into the playoffs. You want guys like that going into the playoffs thinking that they're unbeatable. You want Zadarius Smith to have that unbeatable mentality. You want Preston Smith to have that unbeatable mentality when they go into facing these much better teams than your Eagles and your Bears and your Lions. You know, when they go to play the the Saints or the Seahawks or the you know the Cardinals potentially or the Bucks, you want these guys thinking that they're unbeatable, knowing that they're unbeatable. Odds are they're going to perform like they're unbeatable. So overall, I thought this Eagles-Packers game was a a great game. uh, Great game on on a lot of levels. Great game for Aaron Jones and the game that he had. Um, It was a great game for Zadarius and Preston Smith, for the defensive line as a whole, and obviously a great game for Aaron Rodgers. I do believe that you're going to see this success continue over the next couple weeks. I don't believe that they have a tough opponent remaining on the schedule. Um, But we are going to get into their next opponent, which is the Detroit Lions. Now, on paper, this matchup does not give me a whole lot of worry. I don't have a a whole lot of cause for concern looking at this matchup on paper. Now, I digress. On paper. Obviously, it is the Lions. We know all about the slow start the Packers have had over the last three or four games in Detroit. We know the fact that the Packers are 4-4 and over the last eight games in Detroit. When you're talking about a divisional opponent, a divisional rival, you tend to throw statistics and records out the window, and sometimes it can it can really be a a bloodbath on the field. Um, you know, I'm I'm looking at this at this Lions defense. They're they're 27th in the league in yards per game allowed. They're 34 31st in points per game allowed. Um, they really cannot stop the pass or or the rush. We saw that in Week Two where Aaron Jones had I think it was 168 yards rushing. Added another seventy some odd yards rush or uh, receiving rather, three total touchdowns. He was he was the X factor in that game. He he really dominated the Lions in every aspect. Now that was the game that the Packers lost Devontae Adams to injury. He said that he could have finished the game. Obviously they didn't need him to. It was a, it was quite the blowout. Um, looking at this this Lions defense though, it, it does not it does not worry me. I mean. If you look at the Devontae Adams matchup, he's either going against Jeff Akuda, who has a lot of upside, just really hasn't shown it, or he's going against Armani, and I'm going to butcher this last name, I apologize, Armani Aruwari? I'm sorry about that, I am terrible with last names. Uh, Armani is is arguably Detroit's best defensive back, but 
I mean, we saw the Lions get torched by the by the Bears offense and the Bears the Bears offense is terrible. So it's really going to depend on two things. One, do they get off to a hot start? I think they need to come out in their first possession and drive the field and score a touchdown. Set that confidence level, set a precedent of what they're going to accomplish in Detroit on on Sunday. And two, mental mistakes and execution. Do they shoot themselves in the foot like they did in Indy? Do they make the same physical and mental errors, fumbling the ball, uh, running the wrong routes, just not executing the way you should? The only ones that can really derail the offense going into the game in Detroit is the offense. If Rodgers comes out and executes at the same level he has been all season, I really don't see this being a close game. I really see this being a 41-17 kind of game. Three touchdown passes out of Rodgers, 130 yards out of Aaron Jones, and a couple more touchdowns. I can't imagine a reason to believe why this game should be close other than the fact that it's the Lions and it's in Detroit. Um, If you're looking at this this. Lions offense, I mean, we're still talking about Matthew Stafford, our formidable foe. He has really put up big numbers in his career against Green Bay. I think I think Green Bay is one of his favorite games to play because he somehow finds a way to pass for 500 yards and five touchdowns, it feels like, every time he picks, picks up the ball against Green Bay. He's, he's launched it deep, and he is just playing out of his mind. I don't know what it is. Every quarterback has that one team that they just light up, so... It is what it is. He is always a a threat when it's when it's Green Bay Lions. The one thing that I I am kind of uh, licking my chops with here is the 25th in sacks allowed. And I was I was speaking about this in the last segment. Getting your confidence level going the final few games of the season. This is another great opportunity for the Packers to put up six seven more sacks. Get Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith another three and a half four sacks combined. I I really would like to see. Um, um, some great blitz packages by the Packers in this game. I would really like to see Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith getting into the backfield. They really do not have a weapon on offense to worry about. I mean, I can't imagine why you couldn't put the defense in man-to-man for the entire game. Adrian Peterson is their best running back this year, and, and this isn't the Adrian Peterson of 2012. This isn't even the Adrian Peterson of 2016. This is... 30, what, 36-year-old Adrian Peterson? And yeah, he's having a serviceable year, but so did Frank Gore last year. I mean, what does that mean, really? He's your best running threat? So I, I would really like to see a great defensive plan to just shut them down entirely the entire game, get some confidence going in this team, going into the playoffs. This is this is the game right here. This is the game late in the season that can really make or break a team's confidence going into the year. If this is a 24-23 to 23 kind of game, I mean, that doesn't just make me nervous about the playoffs. That makes me nervous going into the last few weeks. I I would really like to see this be a 41-17 game. These are the games you need to win, and these are the games that you need to win by a blowout. So my prediction of the Lions-Packers game, I'm not going to predict 41-17. Uh, I could easily see it being 34-17. That's a solid prediction. We'll go with 34-17 Packers. I do not think it's close. I think the Lions may put up a a late game touchdown. Um, But 34-17 is my prediction. And I believe Aaron Jones will be the player of the game with another, I'll say, 175 yards from scrimmage and two touchdowns. 
That's going to do it for the Rhino Albert Show. Uh, don't forget, you can catch me on Twitter at Sports Talk Rhino. You can check out the podcast on SoundCloud, Rhino Albert Show, also on iTunes. And also check my podcast out on Wisconsin Sports Heroics on Facebook and at Wisco Heroics 1 on Twitter. You'll also see the content there as well. Uh, next week's show will be covering a recap of the Lions game, and we will be covering some Badgers basketball. All right, guys, take it easy.